Hi, everybody. This is Mel. This is Jill. And this is Mel and Jill Geek Out. Okay, before we get into this, I'm going to call it an episode. I don't know if it actually fully qualifies as an episode because I don't feel like we learned anything fucking new in it. Uh, Let's talk about the clearly more important thing, which is uh, Iron Flame. So this is Monday night that we're recording it. So it comes out tomorrow. I'm hoping my book gets delivered tomorrow. My Amazon app is saying Wednesday. And if that is the case, I'm going to be fucking sad. I think mine comes. It's also either tomorrow or Wednesday. That's so annoying. But I got the Kindle version. The Kindle should just download at midnight. I've ordered like a physical book. I just had like a hard reboot there for a second. Yes, it will download at midnight. <laughs> um, I also ordered that one that like everybody. The fourth wing, like, yes, quote, holiday edition. Is that what it's called? Is that why it's ran? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, yes, I did order it before we figured out what it what it was. So I was very excited. But um, and I'm getting the, the iron. That's it. I'm getting the Iron Flame at the midnight release. <laughs> yes, you are. I think it's the other one that comes that I'm getting either tomorrow or Wednesday. I don't know. It's probably the fourth wing, which you don't need immediately. But I will need you to send me pictures of the two extra scenes. Absolutely. I'm also because I want to see them. I think I get the sprayed edges. Mm-hmm. I think I did. So yeah. If it's pre-ordered, it's probably the, the sprayed edge version. There's been some BS about that, too. On TikTok, like, people's orders have been changed. People are freaking... So, okay, the Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and everybody, they had to change the picture because people are still ordering the book, but they've run out of the sprayed edge edition, mm-hmm. like the first edition so they had to change the picture, but it changed the picture for everyone. So even if you order, if you were crazy like me and ordered your book back in like June, you're still getting the sprayed edge. It's just they changed. They had to change the picture. It's fine. People I, freak out about literally everything. They do. I will say, though, I thought it was kind of bullshit that like all the big box stores were putting the books out early. I know that's shitty because I did see it like a local, like a small bookstore owner who was like, if we did that, we would be in so much trouble. Oh yeah. Well, I'm sure the big box stores are in trouble too. Like to be fair, I'm sure red tower went up their asses about that. I don't know. I think they sell so much. I don't (gasps) think they care. No, I think they were like, it's a big problem to release something prior to it being like available for sale. I'm shocked that people were actually able to purchase it because typically like in the POS system, you won't even be able to like have the transaction go through unless it's actually on the release date or after. I did see a few who who couldn't for that exact reason. 
but then I did mm-hmm. see some people who were able to purchase it. So I was, I was really surprised. I don't know. Pretty messed up, but I'm excited. Are you going to a release party? I am not because I'm an old lady and I live in a town with no friends. So, oh, I don't have a books a million here. So, and there isn't a conveniently located Barnes and Noble. I wish you were here because I would drag your ass with me. I would go if I was there, but I'm here. The last midnight book release I went to was the last Harry Potter book. I never even got to go to any of those because no, I really wanted to, but like it just always didn't. It never worked out. And like for Deathly Hollows, I was actually this is a great story. I don't even know if I've told you this story, but I was in college and I had gone on a surfing trip with my dad and my mom and we had camped at the beach and we were leaving like the day after Deathly Hollows got released. And my dad took this corner to sharpen the motorhome and he like hit the curb and popped the tire on the motorhome. Oh, no. <laughs> so to pull into this parking lot that was like right there, it had like a, a grocery store and a couple like it had like a surf shop, like like random beachy stores. And my mom and I went into the grocery store and the grocery store had Deathly Hollows. It had a whole table set up for them. So that's where I got my copy of Deathly Hollows. And I literally read the book while we waited for AAA to come and change the tire on the motorhome. That's crazy. I I have two stories that are related to that. And then we can move on because I also love these stories. (laughs) So um, (laughs) Deathly Hollows, I was working at a restaurant out here in, in, um, the area that I live now, but I was much younger at that point. And, um, I, I got off work and went straight to Barnes and Nobles, picked it up because I had pre-ordered it and then went home and read the book straight through. I, I didn't leave. Like, I think I got snacks, but I did like, that is all I did. I don't think I've ever done that before or since. Um, yeah. And I stayed up way too late last night to finish uh, Era Fire. Era Fire. So I cannot do that again today, t- tonight because no, I also you, have to work tomorrow night. So I'm like, I'm running myself ragged reading. You, I was so excited. I totally forgot that I have Friday off. Oh, I'm jealous. For Veterans Day. So I'm going to, like, I might finish, like, on Friday. You probably will. You probably I probably will. will. Yeah. And oh. then we we will just then have to start immediately recording reaction episodes. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Last Harry Potter story. And then we'll move on. So around the time that the fifth book came out, my family is a road trip family. Like when we went on vacation, it was a nine hour drive. Like it was. Mm-hmm. So we listened to audiobooks and uh, stuff like that. My parents listened to talk radio, which I didn't enjoy when I was a kid, but now I do. Um, but I can't remember, like the CD player was broken or something. So we stopped. No, I had the book and I was reading it and I was telling my dad about the story. That's what it was. And he was like, oh, why don't you read it out loud? So I read the book and lost my voice 
reading the book. <laughs> so we stopped at a Barnes and Nobles and then picked up the audiobook, finished that one, and then picked up the, the next book on the way back. So it was it's a it's a good memory. That is a good memory. All right. Do you want to dive into this glorious episode of Sister Wives? Sure. I, I literally have five bullet points. I don't know if you have any notes. I don't have bullet points. I, can I, I? I'm going to start off by saying I feel like I watched this episode to the point where I literally hit pause to make sure that I wasn't watching episode 11 again. Because I saw all of that episode in sneak peeks. All of it. Yeah. There wasn't much to be said of this episode. Uh, I do my very first pull a point because it's just how I take notes, guys. Just get used to the fact that I write a lot of bulleted lists. Um, so so does Jill. No, no. I like, guys, I have to raise my hand because I interrupt Melissa so much and editing Melissa hates me. <laughs> So I literally was waving my hand at her because it wasn't in front of the camera. <laughs> but um, no, she takes beautiful notes, you guys. Like colorful, perfect handwriting. It's like Pinterest perfect, y'all. They're beautiful. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm anal retentive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very organized almost to a fault. Okay, so first point I want to bring up from this episode is that Christine confirms that there are, in fact, twins on the brown side of the family. Cody has a set of twin nieces and Christine has twin uncles. So there is twinning in the Brown family on both Christine and Cody's side. So that's where the fucking twins came from, everyone. Clearly not from Tony's side. Yeah, I was watching that and I was like, Melissa's going to be very excited to hear this piece of the episode. Sorry, I just, it annoyed the shit out of me. I know, you were very upset. It's not how twins happen, okay? It's not how twins happen. And they're fraternal, so like, it literally had nothing to do with not that it ever does, but like it had nothing to do with Tony. She ovulated two eggs. He he fertilized both. This is how that fucking happened. I'm sorry. I I get I get a little heated about apparently twinning. I mean, apparently. I just went on a 10 minute rant about electronics right before we started recording. So you did. You did. I feel like you're just slightly more justified than me trying to explain biology to a man who doesn't understand how humans function. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the next point, like I said, I only have five bullet points, guys. This is probably not going to be a very long episode. (laughs) There's nothing to talk about. Oh, no, we can find things to talk about. We'll talk about the episode, but we can we can do all the side plots. True. Uh, Was Christine's birthday party looked like it was a really good time? It was cute. I, I thought Janelle was so beautiful that she should wear that I color know. all the time. All the time. And the all makeup, the spot on. She looked gorgeous. I loved it. Like Gabe and Garrison dressed up. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. My phone fell over. <laughs> Have you heard a loud thud? That's what it was. 
Um, but yeah, I loved it. Like everyone dressed up. Everybody had a good time. Uh, she was like, I had both the cakes, the alcoholic and the non-alcoholic cake. I thought that was so funny. <clears throat> I I just really loved seeing all of that joy. And then, of course, you have to have this like Debbie Downer moment of Robin being like, well, it stings that oh. we didn't get invited. It's like, you're not fucking friends with her. Why would she invite you? You wouldn't have gone. Because it would have been, quote, too scary. I, I, I couldn't believe she said that. Genuinely, oh. I was like, why? Why would she invite you? I could understand her inviting the kids, but I also see where Christine is coming from. This is too fresh. They can't handle it. And I think she mm-hmm. knows that. So she's not going to push the envelope. But it's not It's not the kids. It's you, Robin. It's you. Oh. Next bullet. So yeah, that's all I had to say. That's all I had to say about that. Next bullet. Uh. All so I got really annoyed at this part and I don't like I'm trying to not just like rag on Cody, but it's the part where he's at Janelle's new apartment and she's like, oh, well, you know, can you come over and help me hang pictures? Because you're you know, you're good at doing that. And he's like, well, everything is a test. And I'm just going to say this as a woman. 90% of what I say is not a fucking test. I will say that there are times immature Melissa, young Melissa, like late teens, early 20s, Melissa. Yes, I would fucking do shit that was to test people. But that is not a sign of a very mature human being. Janelle is not trying to test him. Janelle is just looking for someone who is marginally taller than she is to help her hang up pictures in her house. Honestly, it's funny because he was like, she invited me to come hang pictures. Do you know what I really think it was? She, she had to film. She had to film for production <laughs> and they told her to invite him over. And she was like, I guess I could have him hang pictures. Yeah, because he just like walks through that place and he's just like looking around and yeah, yeah. it's a nice apartment. And then he's like, well, you can't build that 1200 1200- foot casita now you have to build a 1500 foot it can't be any smaller than this and i'm like dude you're not gonna live there who gives a fuck i the whole we thing i know she mentioned it but the whole we i'm like my dude what are you talking about what are you talking about we're still in the land yeah i love the part where she's like we'll just build a really high big fence I love that. And she was like, and I just won't have anything to do with them. I, yeah. I, I was impressed by that. I honestly feel like that's how she feels. She wants to, like, she, my impression is that Janelle really likes Flagstaff. Like she really yeah. enjoys that area and you know more power to her like when you find a place in this world that you feel happy and confident and secure and you you like the environment you're in move there stay there be happy heck yeah be there oh wait before I we think- move on oh wait i'm sorry did i cut you off just a smidge okay. but it's okay no go ahead <laughs> i think it is such a big thing for her to be like fuck it this is my land too. pay it off. I'll build my house. And he's like, well, maybe she'll wait and just let us. She's happy in this apartment. Maybe she'll let us build the main house. Bitch, he she ain't helping you do shit. No. 
He's no. Ins- oh, he's insane. He's gonna buy. He's gonna pay off that land. He's gonna subdivide it. He's gonna give her. She's like, give me this piece. You guys can have the rest. Build a big ass fucking fence. Build her little casita and some greenhouses, and she'll be a happy fucking camper. Yes, agreed. Before we move on from this scene, though, I do want to point out he was like complaining about how he's not going to live there. But like literally the sentence before that, he was talking about how he doesn't want to reconcile with her. So why are you butthurt that you're not going to live there? Why do you care? You said it yourself. You said it yourself. You don't want to reconcile. Why do you care? Oh, but then he's asking her to reconcile every week. And it's so painful when she turns him down. I'm like, because he straight up admits that he's not going to her and being like, well, I really love you and I appreciate you. And I, I, I value your presence in my life. And I really, I really want us to work through this. He's just like, well, don't you want the family to be together? And I'm like, that is not her motivation right now. No, you are not showing that you are interested in her beyond what she can bring to the family from, let's be honest, a financial perspective. And beyond that, you don't give a fuck about her or her, the children you share with her. He uses that as a, as a weapon. I think Janelle said it. She, he uses it as a weapon and it's, but it's just not true. It's just not true. It's not, it's not. He's, I wrote in my notes and they might be beautiful notes, but sometimes I write mean things in them. I wrote Cody can suck his own dick. I, I really don't know if that's possible. I mean, I know people, I like people okay. have ribs I, removed. I know that. I know that people do that or they're like hyper flexible, but it's just, I don't know. Like the, your average dude cannot do that. Cody certainly can't do that. He's but, got a bare belly. I mean, he does have those pecs and those abs, so maybe he can. No. I'm never going to let it die, people. I'm never, ever, ever going to let the fact that he said that on national television in front of millions of people that he has pecs and great abs when I'm sorry, look at him in in these scenes with that fucking shirt. If he's got a good body under that, hey, I still don't want to see it. No one wants to see it. Two, two. No, you don't. (laughs) Your face is so funny. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. I'm sorry. You just don't. I'm going to give Cody a compliment here. His curls looked wonderful in this episode. I don't know who is doing his hair, but they look good. Do you remember how fried his hair was in the first like 10 yeah. fucking seasons? Well, he's not he's not doing heat on it anymore. So he's not and he you know that man never used a heat protector in his life when he would blow out his hair. So of course it looked like shit. I know, but like So he has got his curly girl method down. Okay. He still has two fucking horns that come out of the front of his head. It's because he's trying to hide the fact that he is balding. Well, but he's been balding for twelve years. Get over it. He was balding from Season one, like, because that's, that's what I'm was, saying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess it has been 12 years. See, I think in seasons, 
I shouldn't, mm. but I think in seasons. I know that. Also, the timeline thing again, it's like, they're jumping everywhere. Who? I have no idea what day of what time it is. I don't, I don't no. know. Frankly, right. I feel like TLC doesn't want us to know. No, they don't. Next bullet okay. point. Next bullet point. <clears throat> so we got a lot of Mary in this episode. And I think it was kind of interesting to watch her sort of on camera process that she does not want to be with Cody anymore. And like that whole metaphor with the trees and like the trees are coming down and it's not as bad as she thought it would be. And it's like, oh, maybe leaving Cody will not be this devastating loss that I'm thinking it would be because it won't. She's existed without him for like eight years. I was listening to her say that and I was like, Mary's not talking about the tree. Mary's talking about herself. (laughs) But I get it. It is scary. Like, I sound like a broken record. As somebody who's been divorced, like it is, it is scary. But I think I definitely felt better on the other side. Like, I felt like I got me back, if that makes sense. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's what she's kind of coming into right now. I think we're seeing the beginnings of it. So I, oh God, I felt such a mix of emotions for her in these scenes. Cause like my heart broke for her because Cody's such a fucking I, I need to come up with a good insult. I'll come up with it later. I'll, I'll shout it out. You know I will. Um, wanker. There we go. <laughs> That's a choice of an insult. Not not what I would I would make. I would have said he was a waste of sperm and egg, but I am a lot meaner than you are. Listen, I have picked up some of my husband's phrases. But one of them I cannot say because it like you have to have the accent and I cannot do the accent. I'm going to pronounce it as two words, but it is one syllable in the middle. Okay. Knob head, but they don't pronounce the H. So it's like knob head. And it took me forever to figure out what the fuck they were even talking about. Cause I don't, that's not like a common no, name. that's that's not an American curse. Call you no. a bad name, but it's a good one. I like that one. And then I used mm-hmm. to I used to say another one, and then I just recently found out that it was not a British saying. It's from fucking American Pie, Stifler. It's a Stifler line. I didn't know this until recently. I'm I've been saying this for four years. Just say it. <laughs> Fuck me sideways. <laughs> like we say it when we're like exasperated <laughs> or like really irritated. <laughs> I'm not joking. I, like it was like last week that I found this out. I just, I'm, I'm struggling right now at the lack of like pop culture reference the, like the, you know how everybody has a gap that's your gap no, no, you no, didn't no. realize that that came from that movie no no, no 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 I disagree because I am very well acquainted with that movie but what sticks out to me 
is Jason Biggs fucking the pie. I'm not thinking about a line. I'm thinking about him fucking the pie and getting caught and doing that weird ass strip dance on the web, which is like, uh, God, that's what I remember about that movie. That not the line. It was all the other insane shit. I mean, I feel like the the band camp story is also a pretty important. Oh, yeah, agreed. Piece. Agreed. I'm going to complain here for a second. When I was growing up, I used to get that all the fucking time that I looked like her and it didn't help because I was in the band. So it was. Did you play the flute? Do what? Did you play the flute? No, I was a trumpet player. But it didn't matter because I looked like her. Everybody's like doing the whole like this one thing, a thing camp. Like, oh my God. Anyway, okay, moving on. Back to Sister Wives. Yeah, so we all feel bad for Mary, but then also kind of happy for Mary because we're watching her beginning to blossom with her, like, getting her carriage house renovated and, like, hanging out with her gay bestie and Jen. I fucking loved this for her. I was like, yes, girl. Oh, I was so proud of her because she was happy and she's moving forward and she's, like embracing it yeah she has friends she has a support system that isn't the family i say that like they're a mafia clan but like a little bit i feel like they are like but you don't see like robin having a support system like that no because they're all off camera but i think mary's mary needed a support system on camera but like she has an entirely separate life from literally everyone else in the family So Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm happy for her that she's got that and that they are willing to like be there for her. And yeah, I was very excited for this. Go queen. I I was excited. And that was kind of like all of the things I had to say about this episode. I do want to touch on something that did not happen in this episode, but did happen on the internet in this past week in regards to Cody Brown. And he was on this podcast or not podcast, like YouTube live interview, which I'm shocked TLC was on board with him doing this. I don't There's no way he got them to sign off. There's no way. He probably just he did said it. Some, so he, I think it was called like Mormon lives or Mormon live, or I don't remember it, what the name of it, it is. Mormon related podcast or YouTube Her. live. Yeah, YouTube (laughs) interview thing. And like he in this interview tries to say that Joseph Smith, in fact, didn't marry 14 year old women. It was grown women in a 14 year old body. Vomit. He's trying to say like the biological nature of human beings is to be polygamist. And it's not because we have a prefrontal cortex and we have these big ass brains and we actually have a lot of cognitive thought. So we do not exist on our baser urges and instincts. It's like the cool thing about being a human. He, um, I'm not a psychologist. I am not a doctor in any way, shape, or form. I literally joke that my job is to make things look pretty. So my credentials are non-existent. (laughs) I think Cody needs medication. 
I, would, I think he needs like something. I would agree. I think he's like uber depressed. So he definitely needs some some antidepressants and some serotonin. But yeah. But like, is there a pill to bring you back to reality? Because he needs one of those. No, they don't make those, unfortunately. <sighs> they should put it in the water if they ever do. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Society would be so much better. <laughs> Wait, did we see any sneak peeks? Because I don't think I watched it. The sneak it. peeks were just like, I watched them, but it was just like Mckelty telling more people she's having twins. Didn't we hear And this I think she finds episode? out the gender. I swear they said they told us in the last episode. So why are we They told us it again? in the last episode. Then they told like Janelle and more of the family members. Now I think she's going to tell us the gender right. of the babies. They have zero footage if they are dragging this twin shit out they've got nothing oh there's people on tiktok who are doing like full-on dissertation explanations of why they think to like this 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 season has been so weird and it's strictly because they're doing so much self-filming so they're not able to really capture these raw moments the way that they have been with like the fight with cody and janelle the way that you know we've gotten all of these very real very raw moments in the past because there's a film crew there but now they're allowed to like pick and choose when they're filming and stuff but why are they doing the self-filming why aren't they doing the the cameras like are they cutting the budget that much i don't know because this is this is like if not as popular as at its peak, it's, it's surpassing its peak in popularity at this point. Because TikTok, I feel like, has just done wonders to making this show become <laughs> absolutely. Like, do you know what I mean? Like so many people are talking about it with like Mrs. Kickstand and the South Carolina Realtor, and like there's a bunch. There's there's a newer um, TikToker that you and I pass back and forth a few times. She's a she lives in Utah. She used, she's an ex-Mormon and she is a family oh, yeah. therapist. She's talking about it. And she has a really great perspective because being a psychologist and being an ex-Mormon, yes. she really understands a lot of the things going on here. So she has a really great perspective on a lot of stuff. <laughs> She she said she did one video. I can't remember what she exactly she was reacting to, but she was like watching the episode and she like stopped in her car, didn't even record her face, but you could hear her just like shouting about something that Cody said. She's like, "That's not how this works, you idiot!" Wait, which one is this? I was thinking you were talking about the older lady, the like with the long yeah, the older lady with the long yeah, gray yeah, yeah. hair. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like her voice. I do too. It's very soothing. I, I she could do ASMR videos any day of the week. Heck yeah! Like just read me meditations. I like that idea. Yeah, there you go, lady. Have have that as your next job because you're totally listening to our podcast. <laughs> Maybe we'll we'll Maybe. tag we'll tag her in the um for um the thingies. <laughs> yeah, in in the doobly do. Yep, in the. The watching my calls. Yeah, the Uh Yeah, any any final thoughts on this episode? Not on the episode, but I've got. Oh. I, I'm 
I, I'm using episode in a very loose term here. I've got uh, one fantasy update. Oh my god! Well, I saw that. Okay, Austin was a crazy GP. This one was so bananas. Mexico had some interesting things happen. Uh, like, yeah. And then this past weekend was Brazil. Mm-hmm. And like, it was a weird. It was. It was a sprint weekend. And so the sprint sets the grid and there was a red flag or no, it was rain. And it was like, oh my God, I saw videos of the crowd. That shit was scary. It was black. The roof got ripped off of one of this like grandstands. Uh, my ass would have been in the car. <laughs> uh, um, they, it was Lance Stroll was fourth. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Everyone was absolutely shocked. So, like, because they had to shut it down. And so it was, um, I think, Ferrari 1-2 and then Hamilton. And then it was Lance and Alonzo. Um, also, I was sick on Friday morning. I woke up two hours before a lockdown happened. So I literally handed my phone to my husband and said, pick. I don't, I don't give a shit. Um, that was a bad idea. Because... I think it was like not even the first turn. They lost two cars. And by the end of the race, six cars didn't finish, y'all. Six. That's so many. Also, I think I had like, I know I had two of them. Yeah. So like genuinely, <laughs> I like. She scored negative points. Oh my God. I did so bad. It, like I, I. I give up. It's funny. And I like, I literally, cause my husband's like the curse isn't real. And I looked at him this time. I was like, tell me you don't believe now, motherfucker. Tell me. Cause he did awful. Awful. Cause I think he also lost like two or three drivers. It was bad, but I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what matters most. Yeah. So that's all I have. I mean, I don't have any other sister wife stuff, but there you go. F1 update. I'm still shit. It's okay. The season's almost over because you have like Vegas and then you go back to the Middle East, right? So excited for Vegas. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. That's going to be in the noise. I'm so sorry. I was jumping. She's quite literally jumping for joy at the thought of the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Because we're doing a big party and I'm so excited. We're going to have games and food and we're having everybody dress up. It's going to be so much fun. I'm very excited. Have you, so like you've been, we've both been to Vegas and they yeah. have these like walkways over the strip so oh you can like God. cross the street without having to like actually be on street level. And they have like plexiglass because they obviously like to protect pedestrians from like maybe making some bad choices and trying to like jump off of these pedestrian bridges. They have all, they're all lined in plexiglass all of the time. This is like not uh, just for the race thing, but F1 went in and put like film on the plexiglass to keep it so that people couldn't stand there and watch. And the people of Las Vegas have been slowly just peeling the stuff off. Just you wait. I got updates for you. 
So F1 went back, re-put the like cover bits on it, put a cage over it so you can't reach it. And also, they're doing that on every window facing the track who doesn't pay the fee. If you don't pay the fee, they're going to come put a screen or not a screen, what a, what a film. That's what I'm trying to look for. A film over your window. That is like bullshit. Bullshit, in my opinion. I, like highway robbery. Fuck you, F1. That is fucked up. I, the bridge yeah, like- thing I kind of understand because it could be like an actual hazard having mm-hmm. that many people. I, I kind of get it. So. Yeah, I get it. But you just control the pedestrian bridge at that point. Like I worked yes. at Disney. I did guest control. You keep people moving. It's not that big of a deal. Exactly. Like Vegas is not shutting down just because F1 is happening. What about people who just like live in some of these like downtown strip condos? Are they going to forcefully put a film over their fucking yep. window that they own? Yep. Like... It's nuts. I would sue. Oh, I I would be so angry. And like, they kind of have come in and shut down a good chunk of Vegas. That's the shitty part, which like, I'm not, it's going to look cool going down the strip. And it's like such a long straight, which is annoying. It's going to look great at night, but like, Jesus, I feel like it's so much. And they're going to do this for like several years. I think it's too much. I just think it's annoying when you like, yeah, it's a cool concept to like drive down the strip in Las Vegas. Yeah. But what if you're not a big race fan, you probably don't know this. Not that far away. It's probably 20 minutes by car. There is a huge motor speedway complex where the drag strip and the circle track are. And it is in the middle of the desert and you can literally build whatever the fuck you want out there. Why didn't they just build a track out there? Because it doesn't look as cool going down the strip. But, like, you could make it look really cool. Yeah. Mark has the... You could make it look really cool. I agree. I I think that they definitely should have done that. I mean, I don't know. Do some kind of promo going down the strip. Like, for your photos. But... Oh, yeah. But, I don't know. He has the... They do that for NASCAR. They do, like... It's not like a hot lap, but they, like drive the cars down the strip because that Vegas is where they typically have like the award ceremony at the end of the season. So they do like these NASCAR things. So like, but it doesn't shut down the strip for a month. It's been longer than a month. It's bad. I'm just saying, I'm just saying I, like I'm an F1 fan and I don't like it. I hate it for the people of Vegas. It really fucking sucks. So I really hope the Raiders have an away game that day, too. I'd love to go to a Raiders game. I I would not want to go to a Raiders game. Raiders, like, Raiders fans are a special breed. Please don't come after me, Raiders fans, but you are. My dad has gone to very few professional football games. One of them was to an L.A. Rams and... Raiders game in like the 80s when the Rams are playing at the Coliseum at USC. Okay, so like this is old. And he saw a guy get stabbed. Okay, so fair. I will say, though, 
my dad was a fan of the Raiders for a little while. Um, when they were in Oakland, I think. Yeah, they've been in Oakland until they moved to Vegas. Gotcha. Okay. They've always been in Oakland. And then, uh, so was my birth father, but he's like a big Raiders fan. My dad used to be. I don't think he follows them anymore. My dad was only a Raiders fan because the kicker was also the quarterback. The kicker played another role. I don't remember. I don't know. My dad doesn't really watch professional. He watches college, so. Yeah, my dad doesn't really watch... Like, he'll watch, like, the Super Bowl, but, like, he doesn't really care. How did we get here? <laughs> this just occurred to me. Like, literally, how did we get here? We're talking about the kind of football that our dad's like. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the Vegas GP, and then I brought up, I hope the Raiders have an away game, and the Raiders are a football team. I mean, I know that, I know that that's how we got there. Like, I get that part, but I mean, like, we just, oh, man, we slid down the rabbit hole. This is why we have a podcast. It's because we're really good at these rabbit hole games. I I agree. I agree. I got to go to the gym now. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, if you want to catch what is coming up next on Mel and Jill Geek Out, be sure to go follow us over on Instagram. That is Mel and Jill Geek Out. Uh, that's our handle. If you have a suggestion of what we should geek out about next, go ahead and shoot us an email over at Jill and Mel Geek Out at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Again, my name is Melissa. And I'm Jill. And this has been Mel and Jill Geek Out. Bye. Bye.